1: This is Chris Grosso with the Indie Spirituals Podcast on the Be Here Now Network, and I'm very excited to have our lovely guest today, Elena Brower. Elena, thank you so much for joining me.
2: You are so welcome, and thank you for having me.
1: My pleasure. I'm I'm excited to have this conversation with you. We've uh, both taught it a few wanderlusts together, but we've never met with the exception of a couple months ago at Tommy's recovery conference at Kripalu. So very brief meeting, but I'm looking forward to unpacking you and your work and all that good stuff. But first things first, to read your bio, Um, mama, teacher, author, speaker, and presidential diamond leader with doTERRA. Elena has taught yoga since 1999. Her first book, Art of Attention, has been ranked number one in design on Amazon and has now been translated into six languages. Elena's second book, Practice You, A Journal, is a bestseller from Sounds True, now being incorporated into teaching curricula worldwide for all ages. Her Elevate mentorship program is beloved for adding analog creativity to online coursework. Elena has contributed to Yoga Journal, Yoga International, Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, Well and Good NYC, Positively Positive, and more. You can listen to her audio courses on Sounds True and practice with Elena on yogaglow.com as well as learn more about Elena and her work at elenabrower.com. And if you are listening to this right on the Be Here Now uh, network site, just simply scroll down and those links are conveniently placed below this uh, conversation for you. So that said, again, Elena, thank you so much for being with me today.
2: Thank you. You're so articulate.
1: Chris, oh. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, th- I've been doing this for a minute now, so uh, I, that's lovely. That's very nice to hear. Thank you for the feedback. Really lovely. Well, thanks. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, like I said, I'm very excited to talk to you, And I've been following your work for years. You are um, mm-hmm. you've been killing it, obviously forever now, and you're very highly regarded and respected in the field of yoga and the field of writing. Just in the field of being a good human being, let's put it like that. So, that's that,
2: so nice. My uh, mom loves you for saying. Oh, that. Oh
1: well, kudos to your mom for raising such a lovely human being. Um,
2: she did a good job. They both
1: did. Yeah, isn't that that's nice? And you know, I I like to um, think my mom can be somewhat proud of me these days because you know all the addiction and stuff I mm-hmm. went through in my life and wreckage I caused so it's nice to be on the other side of that at least for today making a positive impact so so yeah um so that said you've got so much (laughs) going on um this conversation can go so many different ways I know Um, I want to talk about I mean you just do so much which is lovely um and we'll talk about as much of it as we can In the Mm. time that we have Mm. I figured though um, I saw you posted a video The other day In which um, I believe it's the other day Or recently You're talking about self-care I think it was addressed more to uh, Women But I know self-care in general Is a topic that is Very important to you As it is Mm. me And um, Mm. I think most people have Obviously have taken up a path of Yoga, spirituality, meditation Any or all of these things So Mm. Why not start there? Self-care. Can you talk a little bit about it in your own life, what that looks like, and um, maybe some things people can start implementing today that they might not otherwise be doing to take better care of themselves?
2: The truth is I have a very particular slant on self-care. I was inspired by a gal called Brianna
1: Wiest. Lovely. Okay.
2: Who writes that self-care is really about creating A budget getting real about your money Mm. um, taking care of your family sitting down with the people you love it's not about a bubble bath and a chocolate bar (laughs) Sure. and I think that there's a lot of wisdom in that yeah and I've taken it to heart and sure I could be taking more baths and I could be spending a little more time but every day I make sure I go on my run or I do some yoga every single day I sit down to meditate every single day I make sure that I am connected to myself and to my integrity mm. every single day. I make sure that I'm, you know, taking care of the people who, who take care of me. I love that. That's all forms of self-care.
1: Yes, right? yes. It
2: doesn't have to be some hilarious, special, like, fancy thing. Um, although I do count weekly acupuncture in with this. Mm. Uh, self-care, I think it's like one of the smartest things I do, actually.
1: What's uh, so I have friends that do acupuncture, and I kind of bow my head a little bit as I say, I am yet to try it. Um, I mean, are of course, you joking, no. I'm actually
2: gonna be upset right now.
1: I know, I know, I uh,
2: my love, you are in recovery.
1: Uh, yes, you are, <laughs>
2: you are keenly aware of the intelligence of your body to yes. right
1: itself. Yes, yes, this okay. is true.
2: You get an acupuncture needle in the right place at the right moment with the right practitioner. And your body is, the, the capacity that your body has to heal itself is amplified a thousand fold.
1: Okay. So and, here is my promise and, to you. I will do it's it.
2: it's nap time, by <laughs> the way. It's straight up nap time. Go to sleep, enjoy, take a little rest. It's my favorite. Oh my gosh. Favorite.
1: All right. I promise, and I'm doing this on air live, that I will do acupuncture. I will do it. God. I. Well, for whatever it's worth, I just started a few months ago EMDR. So that's there's great. that's something new I've taken oh, on in my great. recovery. Been profoundly affected by that in just a few short months. But yeah. so okay, I will add acupuncture. But
2: that's great work, EMDR.
1: Yeah. Oh no, my no gosh. Joke. No, really, I um I've said to the therapist I work with, uh, really? Is this it? And then that you know, that voice in my head that says, No, this is too simple. It can't be right. And he's like, no, I have that voice too when I, you know, because they do it when they're trained as uh, practitioners and it's absolutely mind blowing. So anybody listening, if you have the means to take up EMDR, give it a try. I highly recommend it. And according to Elena, acupuncture as well. And I will report back on a personal perspective about that in the uh, near future. I promise. Good for you.
2: Good for you. It's profound. And EMDR is also very profound. Yeah. I look forward to hearing how you you that?
1: yeah you're not the first person who said it so i i mean really there's no excuse so i appreciate you kind of giving me that little uh inspiration there. nudge yes it's it's noted and and gratefully taken but you know Good. one point you made about self-care which i think is very uh very important because it's often tiptoed around especially in spirituality is finances money budgets and i appreciate that you said that and i also believe i heard Correct me if I'm wrong, but integrity or something of that, um, when you were saying self-care, um, two things that maybe sometimes people don't necessarily go hand in hand, but uh, I certainly believe they do if they are done in a a way that is serving others um, as well as taking care of yourself, because at the end of the day, we have bills to pay, we have food to you know we need to eat. Some of us have families to provide for. Um, You know, so all very important things and I I know that the waters get a little muddied in quote-unquote spiritual circles talking about money and Entrepreneurship and things of that nature. What's your experience been with that because you seem to be doing a lovely job at balancing being an entrepreneur yet having a very authentic message filled with uh, the utmost integrity
2: In my experience we are all sort of stuck in one or another of our parents' beliefs around money.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And if I go back and I have lots of good teachers on this topic from Kate Northrup to Bob Heilig mm. um, to Marianne Williamson even has a great book on money. Yeah, <clears throat> Gabby Bernstein is one of my teachers on money. But yeah. when you go back and you think about what your parents were talking about money, saying about money, feeling about money, acting around money, it's not good. For most of us, there wasn't enough. Money doesn't grow on trees. All the famous, hilarious things that were said to us that literally formed our opinions around money. Then you have, of course, the scandalous, oh, I'm not, I I want this to your parent. You know, I'd love to have this for whatever occasion. We don't, we're we're not wealthy enough for that. We don't have enough money for that. Mm. Oh my God. And then, so take that. Seems innocuous enough. And take that and you grow somebody up and they get to be seventeen, eighteen, twenty, they start to make some money and the the belief that there isn't enough money will force that person subconsciously to begin overspending because it's actually uncomfortable for them to have money in the bank.
1: Mm. It's not familiar. You are preaching to the choir right now. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. So so that's kind of how I started to I started to wake up to the reality, the fact that I was not paying attention to money. I was uh, unfamiliar with having it, unfamiliar with saving it, and it just didn't feel comfortable to me that to, to have it around. So I would overspend, and I just didn't. I wasn't responsible. I didn't have enough uh, tools. Right. And now I learned that <clears throat> actually to be responsible around money, to have it, save it, give it, spend it in ways that you intend to spend it, not just frivolously, ridiculously. Mm. These are really um, strong practices, and they help to magnify and amplify your capacity, my capacity, let's speak for me, uh, for abundance. Mm. And it's totally happening. So weird. (laughs) You know, God bless.
1: Yeah, yeah so where is the the line do you think that is drawn in the sand of um or how do you navigate keeping integrity intact with still you know doing well in your profession financially um what what's your and i'm actually kind of asking personally i'm i'm sure some people listening or many people listening are maybe curious about this too but it is something uh i'll be very transparent that i struggle with and um coming from the addictive background where i've you know, Ben broke. I've I've lost everything. I have that kind of classic story. Uh, it, I do struggle sometimes at some of the conferences I speak at. For example, um, I I personally still to this day. I'm, I mean, I I do well enough, but some of them, especially when I was starting out, I honestly couldn't have even afforded to attend unless I was speaking at it. And that's not to say that some of them don't do scholarships and work with people, which is wonderful, and and my hats off to them for that. But um, I I would I would experience a sense of guilt and some shame, not shame, more guilt. I would say that I, I don't ever want to have to turn anybody away. And um, so I would try to do sliding scale events around those where, you know, it was just appeasing my sense of, uh, I don't know, guilt, which I probably <laughs> shouldn't have even been feeling guilt. But it's just something ingrained in me. So how does it, how, how have you found, I don't, it, first of all, I guess maybe. Was it something you ever struggled with that you had to make peace with or has it just been Naturally flowing for you where there was really no division or issues
2: You know, I definitely had my own Misunderstandings around money and I think all of us at some point have to struggle with making it right for ourselves Mm, Yeah, I worked with the Handel group for a period of time on rewriting my vision of what money would mean to me in my life Yeah and I just created the conditions for me to have as my, you know, sort of foundational navigational system around money that I was an open channel. Mm. And I became that open channel. And it, it didn't, it wasn't easy. There, there, the, the low vibration of guilt and shame is kind of the lowest vibration we can hold oh, emotionally yeah. in our bodies. Yeah. Guilt and shame. How do you raise that up? You raise it up with various practices, affirmations. I mean, I'm so not this. I was never this person, but now I actually <laughs> have seen that the the efficacy of affirmations. Um, affirmations. I've used essential oils.
1: Mm, no kidding. To, to
2: cha- yes, to change my uh, emotional state around money, and I've got like I, I, there are there are absolutely beautiful blends that you can actually put together to use and regularly use them in order to change your mind around money it's such an unbelievable um truth mm-hmm. and when you look at the the raising the vibration from that guilt and shame this is like from david hawkins book
1: oh, you know yeah. that
2: that book power versus force yes yeah guilt and shame you want to raise that vibration up which is a very contracted these are contracted vibrations all the way up to peace joy enlightenment um, expanded vibrations this is a frequency issue and frequencies only develop over time with repetition
1: right this is true
2: stagnations yeah how do you how do you allow for encourage and amplify the flow through your life practices So we need things like rituals with essential oils, or rituals with affirmations, or rituals with your writing, to affect a change in how you see and how you think.
1: Mm. And that's one of the profound benefits I've been finding in EMDR. I've been doing, I've been seeing a therapist for many, many years, but um, it wasn't until I started doing EMDR and you. And you shift that view and that experience in the process. I don't want to go too much further into it because uh, it's something you should, uh, of course, do with a trained professional. But the benefits are, like I said, profound. But I love that you're talking about essential oils because I have many friends that definitely swear by them. And um, I've had friends that have given me various ones for at different times for things I was going through, whether it was to help with anxiety or uh, you know, just, just really anything. It's amazing to me um, how much uh, knowledge and, and experience. And I mean, just oils, you know, I, I was, I, I still am kind of blown away. Oils have all of this potency to them. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's something that you do a lot of work with um with your with it with doTERRA correct
2: that is correct I have a global team now yeah of we're almost 17,000 strong now I can't believe it
1: wow yeah congrats thanks
2: there I'm so proud of the culture that we've created within Mm. the team and also we're creating a, a sort of a wider culture yeah there are many many teams with doTERRA people who've organized their own businesses within. Um, and we're all becoming closer now. And we're all taking care of each other and working with other leaders on other teams. And it's just been such a beautiful blessing to have this opportunity to learn together. Hmm. Yeah.
1: And so what what does doTERRA offer?
2: Well, essential oils are basically the some of the most effective and potent ways to change your state. Right, yeah. Emotionally. We could just stop there, but there are also many, many ways to also use essential oils to impact your wellness physically. Mm. When you are a wholesale customer with doTERRA, you get to enjoy the oils at wholesale. No big deal. If you choose to create a business of your own with doTERRA, you get that same benefit in terms of a lower price, but you also have the right to start to welcome other people to create their own accounts Mm. and begin to learn more about the oils and welcome the oils into their home. And if you cut to my kid who will come home at the end of a day with shin splints and say, Mom, can I please have some Deep Blue and can you do a little massage? Mm. That's like, for me, the absolute encapsulation of the benefits of having a doTERRA account. You get a child who doesn't ask for Advil, which is going to cut holes in his stomach over time.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: He's instead asking for the the intelligence of the plants that are in a blend like deep blue, wintergreen, blue tansy, and actually using the plant's intelligence to mitigate his symptoms, which is all we ever need wow topically it's yeah. not even it, there's no brain science here it it it's how we were born it's how we were initially intended to be functioning in the world not with all these synthetic derivatives mm. and so i am pretty passionate about that and i talk a lot about that i have friends uh, there's a girl called dr robin fawcett who <clears throat> also has her own team and she's taught me a lot about the fact that it's not, there's no fight between Western medicine or Eastern medicine, alternative complementary medicine. It really is an integrative lifestyle medicine choice. We start to use oils all over the house for everything from cleaning to wellness to emotional wellness. Mm -hmm. And we've made lifestyle shifts over time. And those lifestyle shifts, are what create the preventive um, miracle (laughs) where you don't have the chronic situation building up over time because you're constantly using only the plants to work with to mitigate and help yourself be well.
1: That's incredible. So note to self, we've got acupuncture. Now we've got oils. I'm I'm making a list here. I'm very grateful to you already. I'm gonna well, take what this, I'm going to do yeah. is
2: send you the PDF of all the recover, the oils for recovery. I oh, awesome. i take it some time to design that. And it's, um, it'll be really helpful. We can actually share it with your, with your audience. If you like, as part of the show notes, it's a that would really be, easy.
1: Yeah. That would be lovely. Cause it, we yeah. definitely have a lot of people in recovery. Listen, even if you're not, I mean, from drugs and alcohol, like father Thomas Keating once told me we're all yeah. in recovery from something. If you're a human <laughs> being, that's it. <clears throat> yep. So, well, that's great. And, and the one thing I can add to that before we move on is, um, mm. I would, uh, I used to go into a, um, mental health and wellness facility, um, for people. It wasn't, it was more, um, mood and, and mental disorders rather than addiction. And I would bring my mm. guitar and I would do more hand meditations like a Mahasadi meditation or a guitar mm-hmm. meditation. But there's a woman that would come in with me also and she would do essential oils. And what I can say was it was usually maybe 15 to 20 uh, residents there. And mm. the shift that I would see in, of course not all of them, but more more of them than not was beautiful. You know, yeah. she knew the oils to bring in and i i mean i would see it right before my eyes and uh it's just incredible really incredible so well thank you for talking a bit about that i love learning about things i'm not uh well versed in and that Mm -hmm. is certainly one of them so i look forward to that pdf we will certainly include it with the show notes so thank you for for generously sharing that and and you mentioned your son, and that reminded me of when we were talking very briefly, Kapalu. I mentioned to you some other work I do. Uh, it's at a facility here in Connecticut where I live, a, a mental health and wellness facility for youth, ages 13 to 20, and they're a mix. It's um, definitely drugs and alcohol for many of them. Some are there for suicide attempts self-harm I mean very mm. heartbreaking Elena The mm. especially when it's the cuts like the deep cuts uh. all over the arms and uh just a few weeks ago there was a 14 year old girl in one of the groups I was running where she was talking about I mean a legit not cry for help but a real full-on suicide attempt at 14 um so, you know, not not to like bring bring the show down, but that's something I think that is important to talk about and you're a We mom need to talk and, about
2: mental health all
1: the time. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for saying that. So, <clears throat> you know, no, in your real. it is. And and I'm grateful to see people like yourself and others not shying away from this. Um it's it's wonderful. Uh, Ryan Hampton, a great uh, recovery advocate just announced yesterday the first recovery press it's going to be in a few months in Rhode Island and is headlining and it's wow yeah it's it's like wow like right great. on thank you Ryan for working on this and right. it's so yeah it's great to see people coming out but <clears throat> the youth especially I mean there's it is an epidemic the opioids uh, alcohol I mean all of it but opioids especially people are are losing their lives at just uh, heartbreaking rates right now so if in your experience, the work you do, being a mom, I know we have a lot of parents that listen to show, young parents, um, or people that have nieces, nephews, loved ones that are just struggling. What's uh, what's your experience been with that? And and what's um? I don't like to have, ask for advice, but you know, what are some maybe thoughts you have on this on the subject?
2: I'm going to revert back to what I was talking about earlier with regards to the frequency conversation. Yeah, I think it's a worthwhile way to look at this. Lovely. We're surrounded, as we grew up, many of us were surrounded by parents who were struggling deeply in their own lives. Many of them were quite young. Yeah. And in their own way, bruised emotionally by their upbringing. Now, keep in mind that their upbringing was by people who probably endured World War II.
1: Yes, yeah, good call. Yeah.
2: So we in various forms are still eating off the plate of somebody who like doesn't have enough. Mm-hmm. Who won't let you leave the table unless you finish all your food because so many people don't have it, which causes all I mean has caused all kinds of food issues, definitely for me and for many of my peers mm, Yeah. over time. And then all of these states of lack and insecurity and unworthiness, massive feelings of randomness, loneliness, low frequencies, scarcity, not enough. I mean, anxiety, comparison, judgment, jealousy, blame, all these different things. Yeah. And that clogs the system. Hmm. And then it clogs the family. And then it clogs generations backwards and forwards. How do we get out of that trap? We surround ourselves with people who are loving and kind. We go into programs, we go into recovery, we do what we can to keep close by very high frequencies. And I don't mean I don't mean to sound you know (laughs) intellectual or like some kind of asshole speaking about things that you know other people wouldn't necessarily know. I mean frequencies to mean the most basic form of is that making you happy? Is that Mm. bringing you joy or is that bringing you down? Yeah. Period. If it brings you down, if it's somebody who brings you down, family member who brings you down, how do you get away from that? You meditate. Mm. You go inside. Because inside of you is a world of healing that is happening constantly without you having to direct it at all. Your body's doing this all the time. Yeah. Have you ever seen anybody get a really bad wound or a really bad break in a bone? Body heals itself. Yep. As long as you're resting, body heals itself. So I'm a big fan of meditation. Yeah. And doing anything you can to tune yourself and attune yourself to that. Frequency of just listening and mm. quiet and believing, yeah
1: very well said, and of I too, of course, I'm a big advocate for meditation mm. um, it is a little tricky sometimes with younger people, they're antsy and you know yeah. oh meditation that's why i'll I'll often bring my guitar with me, and I'll either teach them a simple breath technique or ask them. Just tune in to the music. I don't sing. I just play ambient guitar and just listen to the notes. Try to be present. Just something to get their foot in the door um, so a seed is being planted. And it, and it tends to work um, for most of them, which is great. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's a start. And I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for that. And another practice I like to implement and something that you know you, you could basically be the authority on is journaling. Um, yes. And that's that... I'll tell you, Elena, that was a lifesaver for me in my early stages of recovery because I was not at a place where I could talk about the wreckage of my past, vocalize it to even a a clinician, but Mm -hmm. I could, under their recommendation, start to write it down and I would either burn it or throw it away and not read it, but start to get it out. And I share that with a lot of the kids or young adults I work with, and, and they appreciate that. So, you know, you have this well, two incredible books with Sounds True. Uh, love Sounds True. They did my second book. What wonderful people. You're They're uh, so sweet. I oh, love yeah. them so much. Absolutely. Oh the whole team there is the incredible. Yeah, couldn't ask for anything better. Um, but they did your, your first book, Art of Attention, and then Practice You, which is a journaling book. And in that, um, what I love is you have these series of explorations, um, basically kind of one for each aspect of your being. And I'll just run through them quickly, if you don't mind, just to uh, yeah, let our, our, our listeners know it's, I am, I feel, I do, I love, I speak, I see, I understand, I trust, I serve. And, you know, the way that these I, I kind of see them, they, they have this like potential to be almost these nine life changing portals to a, a more conducive or higher way of living. Um, I don't know. That's kind of my takeaway. But I know we don't have a lot of time, but is there a way you can maybe t- if there's one particularly you want to talk about or journaling anything in regards to writing that you would like to share?
2: Okay. I think the most important bit here is to take any portion of this book. And if if, uh, people are using this in recovery programs all over the world and Mm. with high school kids and young elementary school kids, and it's an incredible, um, it's got a life of its own, this thing, this book.
1: it's wonderful. Well deserved. Thank you. Thank
2: you. I I had no idea that it would be quite what it became, Hmm. but... What I'll say is you can take any one of the chapters and if you want to start where you start, start at the first chapter
3: mm-hmm.
2: and create for yourself a safe space to just start to get to know yourself better. That's all. There's mm-hmm. no other intent here other than I, I myself wanted a place to get to know myself. My mom had just died when I started to work on this. My publisher asked me to create something, but he didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah. I started painting. Wow. Find a way mm. to get into one of these chapters, which, whichever color or concept appeals to you, and start to learn about yourself. Mm. And eventually, that learning is going to become a map to who you want or are, who you want to or are becoming. Mm. It's that simple. Journaling for me, I've, I've, I just moved house, mm. and I have two cartons of journals. And my boyfriend was <laughs> like, "Girl, maybe these need to go." I'm like. <laughs> Just one more time. Like, I threw everything else out. I threw out threw two-thirds of my clothing. Like, oh, I only have what literally is bringing me absolute, utter joy.
1: Yes, very nice. Left. nice.
2: Such a good feeling. But those journals had to stay. Yeah. Because they were, they really are a map to how this, how this person came to be, how I have come to really appreciate and even adore Who I'm becoming all the time and that is what I wish I wish this feeling on everyone I wish it on my kid. I wish it on all of his friends. I wish it on all of my friends I wish it on you like that Everyone should wake up in the morning and have total faith in themselves and how they will respond to the day.
1: I Love that and and therein lies you've said this a few times with the uh, you've used the word intention and and That's a big one for me in my practice. I have a a number of things that I do in the morning, but setting intention is certainly one of them. And I love that at this uh, facility, they do the same thing. They are asked Mm. to set an intention Mm. for the day. And I think that's so great because most of these residents are there for a minimum of 30 days, many of them 60 to 90. And if you're doing this every day, it's going to obviously become a routine and hopefully something they take with them when they leave um, so, yeah yeah I'm, I'm glad that yeah, they have exactly. access to that exactly. well thanks Thanks for sharing about that um, really appreciate it and one thing I, I definitely want to talk about before we run out of time because I know mm. we both have something to do shortly um, is I'm very excited you have a new book that uh, you're either finishing or is finished I know it's coming I believe in January if I'm correct with Gabrielle Hartley called better apart the radically positive way to separate that's Uh, correct are you at liberty to talk a bit about that
2: i am at liberty to talk a little bit about that
1: it's
2: such a fun project i'm actually the co-author sort of like the with author sure it's really her project she and i went to cornell together and she asked me to come on to this project and create practices rituals meditations yoga practices yoga poses for this divorce book that she wanted to work on Mm. and initially it was called Your Elegant Divorce Mm. to give you an idea of what you will find in there reader (laughs) Um, but we changed it to better part because I think it's more um, radically inclusive Mm. it's not just people who are divorcing it's people separating people breaking up people it doesn't matter you know what's happening There's, there's a good way to create space for two people who are parting ways to do it with patience and clarity and respect and peace and forgiveness. And those are the five pillars by which we are inviting people to take this journey.
1: I, uh, I'm going to be honest, I wish I had this book about, uh, I don't know, almost three years ago when I went through my divorce. And Word. Yeah. I uh... S- I
2: mean, same. I sort of did and I sort of didn't. I'm writing it kind of um, after, way after, but mm. I really get that. Like, I, I, I wish I would have had this and I'm glad that I have it now. I'm glad that it's going out there now. Yeah. And we're really doing it. Like, if I had to really ask myself, why did you say yes? That was a massive project. I ended up being the sort of both the co-author and creator of the practices, but also I was the ghostwriter on the, on the project.
1: Mm, wow.
2: <clears throat> massive project. Yeah, and that is. <laughs> what was nice was just writing. Like I love, yeah. I'm so happy to be writing. It's so nice, but, but it was a massive project. And I'm so glad that I said yes to it because ultimately it's for the kiddos.
1: Lovely. Wow. And what I like also is that how you mentioned it's not just for divorce, it's for separation, because yeah. regardless of whether you've put that official um, or taken those vows and that, you know, that kind of quote unquote official official step doesn't mean the heartbreak is any less if you're not mm. married and in a mm. long term relationship That's right. or even short term. Some people have a very intense you know, bond right off the bat and maybe they're only together six months or a year. And, um, and I've actually experienced that, uh, separating after a year and it was so hard, you know, so hard. Um, I'm grateful to my meditation practice and things of that nature and and community and sangha, but, um, it would, yeah, I really would have loved to have had a book like that. And I know there are divorce books out there and I, I honestly did try to read a few, but they just... For me nah. it didn't resonate. Yeah. Nah. It we we looked at language. all of them. Yeah. When
2: we were when we were doing our whole, you know, background research on the topic. Yeah. Looking for what would possibly sort of um, inspire slash rival slash compete with slash yeah. exist with. Yeah. We found nothing.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was so sad.
1: Yeah. I I I had bought I think two of them and they were the two two of the highest ranked ones on Amazon I read the reviews and and mm-hmm. um, I'll tell you I, I actually laughed out loud at myself I at, at one point I looked over in my coffee table and there were these t- two books on divorce and I'm like so you've you've reached that point in your life have you you know and yeah. uh, I just had to have a sense of humor and luckily it was an amicable split there was no bad blood so I think that certainly helped but still heartache is there, you know, and, uh, it's, it's very difficult. So yes. I'm excited for that to come out and, and it is coming out in January. Was that correct? Correct. All right. Lovely. So, um, but is it up on Amazon yet for, for presale or not yet?
2: I believe it is actually up on Amazon for presale. Okay. And well, um, yeah, I think it'll, I think it's going to do really well because it, it marries sort of the idea of practice and um kindness awesome with uh with a process of you know that could be really ugly and yes. has been really ugly for a lot of us even as kids or um as adult you know as, as full-fledged humans and i want to change that i i think i can i think i can help
1: i'm so glad to hear that and you you know who better so um, we'll have your book uh, Listener's Art of Attention Practice You and the new book They will all be linked up uh, New Book Better Apart And I know you've got to run in a, in a minute Elena But is there, just to, to Kind of entice people about the new book Is there one, I'm sure there are many <clears throat> Potent takeaways, but is there one Thing about the book I know you've shared a little bit about it But maybe one big takeaway that you personally Had while working on it
2: Um, I felt a healing within myself around my own divorce Mm. and as a result of writing this book i have had i've i've really become dear great great friends with my ex-husband awesome just over the course of writing it you know he had nothing to do with writing it but as i was writing it it was really such a beautiful thing to create more um fortification of our our now relationship Mm. as co-parents and he like hangs out here you know (laughs) he sleeps here when I'm not around he's best friends with my boyfriend now my partner
1: that's great
2: you know I I attribute a lot of that to the way in which the writing of this book actually clarified my commitment to Mm. these five pillars
1: lovely well I'm so happy to hear that for you Thank you for sharing that. Um, I, I look forward to reading the book, even though I'm, knock on wood, in a very healthy relationship right now. It sounds like something that it's just beneficial to know and to read. So thank you for writing that. Thank you for taking the time to have this conversation today. Um, I know you have a million and one things you're doing out in the world, um, probably far beyond what we can get into now since we have to wrap this up. Um, but I will encourage anyone listening, uh, if you haven't already, please visit elenabrower.com. Simply scroll down, click the link or type in the URL. Uh, that said, Elena, any, any last words that you want to leave the listeners with or any events? I mean, any floor is yours for this last moment.
2: Oh, that's so sweet. I think just be happy. And my mom, rest her soul. She always said, I don't really care what you do. Just as long as you're happy. Mm. And if that is a struggle for you right now, that concept like, oh, yeah, sure, you can say that you've got everything you you've created the life of your dreams. It's like I worked really hard to do what I'm doing. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you have a struggle with being happy, please know that you're not alone. Yeah. Please reach out to somebody who can help you. Please Find a way to create some sort of connection with another human being that isn't electronic or or on some piece of technology. Mm -hmm. And reach out, get help, get connected to somebody else, in person, live, go to a meeting, do whatever you need to do. Um, Because happiness is your birthright. And all the veils that have been thrown up to block your experience of it, real human connection can be very helpful in taking those veils down. Mm-hmm.
1: Elena, thank you. I mean, what, what a lovely, fitting way to end this conversation. Much respect mm-hmm. to you for the work you're doing in the world. Thank you so much for showing up and, and being there and, and, and sharing your wisdom and experience. It's uh, needed, appreciated, and uh, much respect to you for that.
2: Right back at you, my dear sir. You are awesome interviewer which is a very serious (laughs) skill
1: well thank you (laughs) that means a pleasure to talk to you yeah oh you too well that's it um until next time this is chris grasso with the indie spirituals podcast on the be here now network